0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Man Up to Cancer podcast. This is Trevor Maxwell, founder of Man Up to Cancer, coming to you from beautiful Cape Elizabeth, Maine, where it used to snow and now it only rains. Um, This guy today, he really doesn't need an introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyways. He is a friend. He is a husband, dad. He is community manager and lead admin for Man Up to Cancer's Howling Place group, the home of 2,000 rowdy, rambunctious, cancery dudes. He's got the biggest heart of anyone I know in Cancerland, and he's the owner of one hell of an '80s mustache. <laughs> Welcome, Joe Bullock, back <laughs> to the to the Man Up to Cancer podcast.
1: <laughs> well, thank you, Trevor. That's quite that's quite the introduction. That's a lot. You know, that's a lot. You know, it's, it's a lot. I did.
0: you're a, you're a complex guy. There's a lot going on. <laughs> I joke about his mustache because I'm now. Uh, I'm 46 and I'm finally growing Yours a beard. yeah just growing in, mustache, in. yeah. I... Just
1: the, the caterpillars kind of meeting there, yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, <laughs> Big Brother. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna harass
0: me because you know he's got this like Tom Selleck <laughs> exactly. stash, and I'm, exactly. <clears throat> I have the starter kit basically. Um, Joe, how you doing, man?
1: I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, you know, uh, weather in North Carolina is good. We have our ups and downs. We have 21 day and seven to the other, and we live in that world.
0: So. We're going good. I love to see the snow falling because we're up here in the cold. Like we might as well have snow, right? And then we exactly. can do all the fun stuff outside. So when it's just like forty degrees or thirty-eight degrees and raining all the yeah. time, it just kind of sucks. Well, uh, it makes me want to come down there to North Carolina to Durham.
1: Well, that that promo you have, you know, that picture you have on the promo is actually Glenwood Avenue in Raleigh, and that was from a crazy <laughs> snowstorm we had like five years ago. And I mean, it was crazy. I mean, these cars crashed into each other, into each other, and flames were going everywhere. And people have taken that <laughs> shot. Pandemonium. Yeah, people have taken that <laughs> shot and you saw the one meme that you put up, but there were so many. Like they were doing Godzilla was on one of them. and it was just it was yes. crazy what they so, did with so that. So Joe's meme.
0: talking about the um the meme out there of like there's like a little bit of snow on the ground, and cars are just colliding everywhere. There's fires erupting, people are running for their lives, and so he's saying, like literally, that was down in North Carolina. That's, Where what, what street? It was, was in
1: Raleigh, North Carolina. It was on Glenwood Avenue, which is Highway 70, and it's exactly what happens here. We get a little bit of snow, and the world goes crazy. And
0: yeah, and so that meme has the Stay Puft Marshmallow yes. Man from Ghostbusters fame, exactly, um, menacing. Is right, like, exactly. <laughs> it's like menacing over the but scene. They, but, but they did so many memes um, with that one. So, Joe, three years, dude. We just passed our three-year anniversary of Man Up to Cancer and The Howling Place. Three years. um, You know, this all started January. Well, December 31st, really, of 2019. But January 2020, right before the pandemic hit. So, I mean, wow, right? Can you believe that we've gone through three years? mean, I mean, it's the...
1: amazing. I mean, you and I both know, I mean, even after the first couple of months, you went right back into treatment mode. It wasn't like, it was very yeah. short lived. Yeah. And I remember you yeah. telling me, you know, we may have to shut this down. I don't know if I can do it, <laughs> you know? And in my, in my mind, I was like, yes, we are going to do it and oh, yeah, we're going to oh, yeah. figure it out way. And, and that's what we did. And I think that's what we've done the whole time. We've, we've figured it out. You know, we've worked really hard to do that.
0: We... Oh yeah, completely. And, and yeah, I kind of think of the years on, like, what was going on with my cancer, right? Because, like, 2020 was pretty good. I was pretty mm-hmm, stable. Mm-hmm. But then I was on immunotherapy. Like, I, I, I went back in the trenches. Yeah. And then 20, sorry, that was, yeah, that was 2020. Yeah. And then 2021, like, was a freaking blur yeah, yeah. because I was on the kitchen sink chemo yeah. for much of that year. And then I had a huge operation. It, it just sucked. Yeah. And and I was able to get, some, you know, I was I've always been able to do some of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this past year, 2022 was like my best year in the whole five years since I've had cancer. It was, it was my best year. I had one surgery and the rest of it, no, no chemo and the rest of it was great. So, um, I think, you know, what we're getting at is like when I was in the trenches and you're kind of carrying the ship Mm -hmm. and then others, you know, it's always been the two of us ever since day one. But then all these other leaders, I'm not even going to name names because we have so many, so many guys that are guys, really yeah. deeply involved right now yeah. um, that that when you carried, you know, you had to carry it on your shoulders a lot mm-hmm, on your mm-hmm. own in those early days. Yeah. And then you, you were able to start sharing the load and yeah. then I'd be, I'd do what I do, but, you know, we've made it through and it's grown and developed. I feel like it's just developed and evolved just as it should, right? Like I, I don't look back yeah. over these three years and be like, Oh man, I wish this had happened. I wish that had happened. I wish things were different. No. Like in my mind, everything that's happened over the past three years was just the way it was supposed to be. Yeah. And and the two of us have been there the whole time.
1: Yeah. And I think I think for you, I think being watching you evolve, and I think one of the things I saw with you in that that whole twenty one, twenty two evolution was I think you almost yeah. like you almost like flipped the switch. And I'm not sure what it was. I think it was the whole living your best life. You know, even though I'm going yeah. through, even though I'm going through this shit, I'm going to live my best life for myself, for my family. I'm going to support my friends that are going through cancer. I mean, you really just put growth. yourself out yes. there in an incredible yeah. amount of growth, you know. And and I think for both of us, it was almost like this child we were nurturing, and we had to kind of let it go a little bit. <laughs> you know, really, it, it really was. We were very protective, I think, in the beginning of it.
0: Because we were building it and growing right. it, yeah. We're building it and growing it, right? And then it's like trusting as as more and more guys get involved in the movement, then it's trusting that you know. I always say this: the quality of men that we've had come into the the man up to cancer and the howling place mm-hmm. to be part of this mission is outstanding, mm-hmm. right? So exactly. At yeah. first, we had to be in there. We, <laughs> you and I had to be in the group all the time and like mm-hmm. just nurturing it because it was just an idea. And the idea is <clears throat> still the same. It's really simple. We are changing the way men go through cancer, in exactly. that we're inspiring men to avoid isolation. and And so it was like a concept that we had to like really hold tightly to, and mm. then but once other people drank the Kool-AId, right, it, exactly. then it was like, <laughs> here, here we go." It started out really just as a call to action, saying, "Hey, right, exactly. If you're isolating, and you're a guy going through cancer, which is very common. Yes. There's a lot of hard, difficult roads that you're going to go down. The, the better option is to take the new road where you're in the community, you are networking, you have support. You, you're, you're at least give it, getting to the point where you, so you're saying, man, this is fucking hard. Right. I could use some help. Right. And, and then wear that hand to, to grab yours and say, we got you, Right. Right. I mean, that's exactly. the word. That's one of the phrases that comes back all the time. Mm-hmm. Like Joe, that was what your that's what your doctor told you originally in your, yeah. when you were in that colonoscopy and, yep. and you were diagnosed. He said, "Hey, we yep. got you." Right. And and the funny thing is, his
1: his name was Doctor Wolf. I don't know if you realized that, but that's oh his wow, name. I
0: didn't. I don't think was, I even realized. I don't yeah, think yeah, I, But I think his name is Doctor Wolf. And I that. And
1: that that's pretty incredible. That was like, you know, eighteen months before I even met you and even started on this venture. Um, and so I think that's pretty incredible that his name is Dr. Wolf. And I, I've seen him. He is, continues to be my GI doctor. He just did my colonoscopy um, last year, which came back clear. So, um, so I'm on a five-year. Um, I don't do another one for five more years. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty incredible.
0: That so that was Dr. actually Woof. my – that's a great segue, Joe, because that was my next topic, which is your journey and your health. And so you're a stage 3B colon cancer survivor. Yes. You just had scans this past year. Uh, a couple days ago um so yeah give our audience an update on where you are at in your cancer journey
1: so um i've been i've been ned um about four and a half years um and um, everything my latest scans everything's clear blood work was all in the green all good cea is low yeah um sent off the but um and i'm expecting that to be negative again um so yeah everything's really good everything's really good. Um, you know, so they, I thought maybe they were going to, I thought they were going to kind of release me because it is almost five years. It'll be five years in July. And my oncologist is like, nah, I'm not ready to let you go yet. (laughs) So he wants, he wants me back next January. So, um, uh, you know, I think he uh, wants to see me one more time, one more time. But,
0: um, I, um, I think, I think of that, um, you know, the Instagram, um, page the cancer patient that does all the, the snarky stuff about cancer yeah, and yeah, the shirt that cancer. says hold your breath and stuff like that. Right. yeah, yeah. I, I just think that they have a new shirt it says grossly unremarkable which is right I need to get that shirt. <laughs> exactly. medical phrase that's the medical phrase you see in your report when you are Yep. When they don't see any cancer, they will use that term uh, grossly unremarkable. Um, so I like Joe is now grossly unremarkable, and know, I'm trying to join him.
1: And it's so funny. <laughs> the funny thing is, like, so I'm at Duke Cancer Center, so I'm very uh, privileged and lucky that I typically get all my information before I even walk in the oncologist's office. Like, I already had all my blood, all my blood resu- blood blood results. I had. Uh, all the results from my scans. So when I showed up, I'm like, well, everything looks great. Why am I here? <laughs> and and um, just because I knew everything when I walked in the door, you know. Um, <laughs> but um, I love it. You know, but we did have a great conversation. And I actually gave both the uh, physician assistant and him a copy of your book. And we talked a little bit about Manip to Cancer.
0: And oh, I was like, you awesome, know, man. and I
1: told him, check out chapter eight, because it does talk about my story. And, yeah, um, there's, and there's a certain excited. Joe
0: Bullock that might have his own <laughs> section in chapter eight of my book. Um, yeah. So I want to talk, well, let me just say this, buddy, I need you to like, I'm, I'm looking straight in your eyes through zoom. And I'm telling you, I'm thankful to be your friend. I'm really thankful to be your friend. And I have learned, you know, I've done a lot of growth with you. Like, we've been through the ups, the downs and everything in between, man. And here we are three years later after, you know, setting out on this venture and we're still here and we're still thriving and we're growing. Exactly. And I just really appreciate your friendship, brother.
1: I, I, I love you too, Trevor. And, and I know you and I kind of, I don't know how to describe it, but you being a stage four patient and in, in, in the trenches and me being Ned yeah. really resembles the group in a certain, to, to a very certain extent, because we have the that's what we yeah. have going on in the group with the men. And for me, True. when you know, back in the late twenty nineteen, when you sent me that message, I was pretty much on my way out. Like I thought, you know, I'm done. Right. Nobody, nobody <laughs> wants to hear from me. No one wants to hear from a guy that survived cancer, right? Like they only want to hear the stories where people are dying from cancer, right? That no one wants. No. To, no, no. People. No. Any fundraising going on? You always see the picture of the person who's like half dead, right? <laughs> in the advertising, it's not the person smiling and you know.
0: It's not to, the survivor, yeah, the survivors, you survivor, know, right? and, and which you, as we, which as we learned, we need so badly in the group because right. that's hope, right? You represent exactly. hope for so many in the group. Exactly. We both do, but you you, you being long term NED, so for any new listeners, Ned or NED is no evidence of disease. That's the the holy grail, the place you want to be. So. So yeah, we. You, both, it's interesting you said that. Like, I haven't really thought about that, but we do resemble the group as a whole. And I know there's been a lot of other friendships. Like, again, we <laughs> we got to be careful about naming names here because literally right. our list of friends in the group like it, is it, over. Like, it, right. it's ridiculous. We love everybody, but there's one right. particular guy that I want to shout out um, because he also has played a huge role in your group, your growth. And in your mental health, and on a day to day basis, and that's Brian Brave. Tell us a little bit about Brian.
1: Oh yeah, my uh, my neighbor Brian. So, um, he's been such a great support, and he and I actually met through the group. Like we were like lived from a mile from each other and didn't know each other until we actually joined Man Up to Cancer and the group. Um and he and I just we go on our walks about once a week. we go out on a walk two four mile walk out on a trail. We talk about life over the last three years um he's had a reoccurrence. we've t- gone through that together. you know um I talk to him about all what I'm going through as, as a patient and and talk about life. He encourages me, and and really all areas of my health, just not with cancer, but with my my health journeys, my my working on weight and working on uh, exercise and health. Awesome. And you know, he's just encompasses yep. all that for me, and, and and I for him. So, but he was one of those relationships that came from this group, that came from what what we have. And yeah, it's... the
0: friendships. Talk 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 more broadly about the friendship aspect, because to me, I keep reading all these stories, man. Like loneliness isolation Mm -hmm. especially for men and especially in america is on the rise like there are more men now who are saying they don't have even one friend that they can talk to about stuff deeper than surface crap um so it is in my mind it's absolutely an epidemic is this lack of friendships among Mm -hmm. males and so it's interesting that cancer you know cancer is our reason for being it's our shared connection Like, so we have these 2000 men in the Howling Place group, Facebook group that are patients, survivors, caregivers, and we are bonded by cancer. But the friendships are so real and they go beyond our diagnoses like they are life friendships. They're real friendships outside beyond cancer. So tell me your thoughts on that. So
1: definitely from the very beginning, I mean, we started all this. We were in covid land like Talking about already feeling isolated as a cancer patient, and then you're told to stay yeah, home totally. and not go anywhere um, and not be around anybody. Um, your immune system is compromised anyway, and you can't be out in the public already. And um, so you and I – we ended up doing, like, weekly Zooms for a while, which was crazy. We just started bringing guys in, yeah, giving we them a place to howl yep. and talking every week and, yep. um, and just – the, the relationships have evolved in the group. I mean, just, just seeing the guys meet up or, you know, I think that, I think they, as they saw you and I, I think you and I probably had, when I came up to Maine, that was like one of the first kind of meetups. I mean, I, I think in the group, like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, you know, I think that was it. And then people saw that. And then these guys started meeting at their cancer centers and checking, you know, finding out, looking at their profiles in the group and finding out where each other lived. And, um, making those exactly. times together and meeting up for, you no, know, No, because I remember before cancer, honestly, I wasn't one of those guys. I didn't really, like I was a, I'm a family guy. I was a pre-K teacher at the time. I kind of had my outside relationships, but when I was home, I was home. You know, that, that was my focus. I really didn't hang out with guys at bars or go out to meet them for coffee or go out to dinner It just it usually revolved around our kids and our kids, their friends or what they were doing at school. And we would go to those activities, but not really having these relationships I have now that's bonded us by cancer. So and that's what's kind of evolving in the group that we're seeing with all these. You know, you guys are going to obviously have a podcast coming up about the regional groups. And that's really what has spawned these regional groups um, has been those guys just wanting that connection
0: together friendship yeah go go to a ball game go have a cup Mm -hmm. of coffee or a beer yeah Um, get dinner you know and and cancer might might be front and center like people might be talking about it and sharing about it and and they might not be they might just it might just be social time like you know let's go have a good time let's have fun male socialization male bonding like supporting one another that's that is necessary and it's lacking in our society um, exactly. So now's a good time. Just I'm going to give a quick overview of where man up to cancer has evolved to. So okay. right now, man up to cancer has <clears throat> the core of it um, really is the Howling Place group. So of which, uh, like I said, Joe is the lead admin of this group. He he sets the tone in the group. And that's the place where these 2000 guys impacted by cancer share and socialize and talk and it really is a social group as much as it is a cancer group we talk about side effects we talk about how cancer has impacted our lives we vent we do all that stuff but we also talk about um our favorite sports and drinks and hobbies and pets right. and cars and all that fun life stuff so and, and that's that the thing is with the group
1: when guys come in the group there's so i think that's what they're shocked about because they've been in all these treatment groups so they're expecting us to be a treatment group and they slowly get to the right, right. that that's not the truth at all and then we we fight about pineapple yeah. pizza and we fight about all these you know different crazy things and we talk about them and share about them. that has nothing to do with cancer at all and i think that's kind of the shock it takes them a while to get used to that idea you know that that Well, right, and and
0: also the fact that we're, like, that we can be crude and kind of, like, like guys, you know, like, we say fuck a lot in the group. Let's let's get it out there. We do, yeah. yeah. We (laughs) are the snarkiest amongst snarkiest when
1: it comes to cancer, you know, Uh, definitely.
0: We share a lot of memes, like, you know, they come in the group, so people come in the group, and they're, like, they see these guys, like, debating about pineapple pizza, and then they see some memes from Gary Bledsoe, and they're, like, okay, these guys like to have, like, fun time, so... And Shout the, out to the, you, Gary.
1: Like and, and like the cat meet. Like I think everyone between Jason Reese and <laughs> and Michael Reilly and, and the cats, I mean, my goodness, it's like a cat me The cat all the time. daddies.
0: <laughs> the cat daddies Yes, in the group, we got our cat know? cat dads. Um <laughs> so, so you know, that is really where the magic happens is is in the group. Yeah. And now it's getting to be in person. I'll get to that. So so there's the Howling Place, and then for Content, we have, you know, this podcast, obviously, we have social media channels, we do, uh, I have an email list where I try to keep people updated on like the best of the content from man up to cancer. And then for programs, we have two core programs, the gathering of wolves is our annual retreat, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. We had our first annual gathering of wolves in September in um, near Buffalo, New York. I had about 50 plus guys from all over North America and, and David DeWilde from Belgium, mm. another shout out. Belgium. Um, yeah. and then we have, and then we have our chemo backpack program, which yep. we launched last spring yep. where we send backpacks every month filled with comfort items and practical items. So like a notebook and pen, ear ear buds. Um, a blanket with Man Up to Cancer logo, bean Man Up to Cancer beanie, uh, gingers, uh, um, dude wipes, like all kinds of stuff to set you up for you know the things that you're gonna need when going through chemo are in that backpack. Last year we started out sending five per month. This year we're starting at ten, and I hope to get over fifteen per month because we have some sponsorships coming in. Um, if you're listening to this program and you want to be a sponsor, like hey, hit me up, Trevor at manuptocancer.com. Um. And then and now one of the coolest things, the last thing I'll say about that wraps up what man up to cancer is. And again, it's all about supporting and inspiring men to avoid isolation during cancer and the local chapters. So these local and regional chapters that are cropping up and really they kind of just cropped up spontaneously. Like you said, people in these different areas would find out like, hey, I'm in Michigan. You're in Michigan. Let's get together for coffee. And that's really how it started. Um, and, and now it's building into a lot of people want to get together in person. So I feel like this is probably the most exciting thing about man up to cancer Four Twenty Three is these in-person meetups. And we have hired on a part-time basis, our buddy, Don Helgeson. Um, I'm going to have him on the podcast next week, along with a couple of the Colorado wolves to talk about. So Don is basically overseeing the growth and development of these local chapters and the coolest part about this i think is like so it's kind of like um a biker gang type style like every city or every place has like a man up to cancer like collection of guys but instead of like harley's um we are bonded by cancer (laughs) but we're still as cool i i i will assert that right joe that's that's right yeah because we've had
1: like like i've had a one working in north carolina for over a year so probably a couple of years and there's about twenty or so guys, and we just chat on Messenger. And we'll we'll meet for lunch or or, or get together and, and 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 chat. And that sort of was the for me. That's kind of how you know we, the the regional chapters have evolved, is they just start as these, these little Messenger chats and and yeah. get the guys yeah. connected to where they live. Um, and and, and, and get, I think what started. it
0: adds is like these relationships start online usually, right? They yeah. start in the yeah. in the Facebook group. And, and then now, so now we're going to have the best of remote, right? The best right. online. So we have the Zoom right. meetings. We're going to yeah. do, we're going to um, have more Zoom meetings to, to accommodate, you know, as we grow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you have the online stuff, but now you also have this in-person um, option, which Component, really takes yeah. it to the next level. Yeah. Exactly. So um, we've talked a lot. We've reflected a ton about Gathering of Wolves um, in Delavan, New York. Yes. Um, and I got to do a quick shout out to, to Mike, really Danny yes. Riggs and Don Helgeson, the three, uh, cat wranglers, the mm-hmm. GOW planners. That's right. Um, yep. but you and I have reflected a ton on this, but yeah. not in public. So this is like our public opportunity to, what, what do you want our, you know, the uh-huh. listeners to know about gathering of wolves?
1: I think that the. the biggest thing is i think for me there was a certain amount of anxiety going to it because we had spent the last two years developing this three years you know developing it (laughs) and most of it had been through zoom most of it had been through facebook like we really hadn't met together in one place before and i remember just kind of going with this sense a little bit of anxiety because i'm not i'm not like a lot of men aren't like social creatures we're not used to like having these Big conversations and, and meeting yeah, each other yeah. in large groups. And we, you know, obviously our, our spouses and partners are probably better at that than we are obviously. Right. And, um, I, I just had this certain amount of anxiety. And I remember, um, I remember one incident, I think you and I and the five of us had been at Michael Reilly's house. And I think on that Friday morning we were going out for breakfast and we had breakfast together. And I remember you kind of pulled me inside or mentioned to me about, let's instead of you and I going to meet all these guys why don't we go to the airport and meet Adam Andrews right and at the moment I was like wait a minute you and I've worked for like three years to get to this point you don't want to be there when they all show up and then I remember you saying kind of like just trust me trust me that this is what we need to do and I'm I'm very grateful that we did I'm very because of we obviously lost Adam after about a month of the GOW but to um just to be there when he arrived, and just to have that one-on-one conversation with him, and to spend that time with him, I'll always just um, feel blessed that I got that time with him and that opportunity to, for him to share with us what being there meant to him. And really, that's he encompassed what the GOW is for because he he really sacrificed to be it, be there during that time. He wasn't in the greatest health, but he his words to us was, "I just want to be around my brothers. I just want to spend time with my brothers," and that was. His heart and his and then he just really like I said just really what the GOW was for was for those guys to feel that and to know that and to understand that and and that that just Dude, just that time with him is crazy. That was so
0: that was, it was so meaningful. I I you know obviously I remember me and you going to the airport and and greeting Adam who arrived with uh, Jason Randall and, and, and Keith Hollingsworth and Keith yeah. right Keith Hollingsworth yeah. And we got to meet and, um,
1: John Wall, Waller, was it Waller? John Waller, yeah, 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 videographer and Marty yeah. Murphy, Marty um, Murphy, yeah. So,
0: but you know, Adam, so the Adam was progressing, mm-hmm. he he was declining, yeah, and he was in pretty rough shape when he arrived at the GOW, and and he, but like you said, it was really important for him, it was meaningful for him to be amongst others who were walking that road, yeah, and I'm honored to spend that time with him and and yeah. he was the every year at the gathering of wolves someone is going to light the first campfire We're yes. it's a it's a ceremony yes. it's a ceremony where someone lights that first campfire and adam lit that first campfire for the group and i know that meant a lot to him and i've heard that from his family and friends as well yes because we all hoped and, and to see the um, <clears throat> to see the love and care that weekend was all about love and it was about yes. care and about holding each other up and like yes. having fun, but also, you know, it's deep because we're around people who are in the process of, of dying and yeah. to, to see the love that everyone gave you and everyone that supporting him, helping him walk around, getting him, you know, his pain under control yeah. and just loving him through it so that he could participate yeah, um, was beautiful and, and you know, fly high adam you know we we pick up your banner and we carry it forward that's right um we will miss you always but but you're with us in spirit and when we go back there this september adam's gonna be there
1: with us he will be with us exactly and 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 i think that was you know remembering it was 130 men we'd lost in that you know that during that time you know
0: Sorry. Yeah. Man. No, this you is know, what it is. Yeah. That
1: was the hardest thing for me. I think the hardest thing being there was just remembering some of those guys and and, and thinking about them and wishing they were there. Like so many guys I know would have wanted to be would would have wanted to be around that campfire who weren't. Um hopefully next year the number being that it's just going to be a year the number won't be so large. Um you know it'd be a lot less guys to to remember, but um but just feeling that during that time and and I remember at the end of it all like it was just so emotional I mean I remember Michael really just breaking down you know he just he just completely broke down at the end just the emotions of being around yeah. everyone and and the, and the feeling of that weekend uh, and just being there and um, I remember just 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 Carrying, I, I felt like I'd carried that load for so long. I think you saw it. I remember you pulling me aside and saying, I think you need to, you know, you need to think about, <laughs> you need to, in, in a sense of, I, I continue to battle that life balance between being a patient, being an advocate, you know, and, and, Finding that balance, and I think leaving GOW coming back, I really tried to to think about think that through more, and really challenge myself. You know, I've got to have a life balance between family and advocacy and 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 and, and, leading, and, and being a patient, and um, and I've been pursuing that since huh. I left. It really, it really just yeah, pursuing that 100%. since I left. is you know, um, something I've been working on on myself, and I think I've I've made some strides in that area coming back and going into the new year and that's something you and i are working on as we uh, with these guys as we're helping them lead or, or or giving allow you know giving them leadership roles like you've done with don and and danny and michael and it does take the pressure off of us i mean we're we're, we're raising them up or we're helping them right to, to do the, to take on those roles so that you know honestly you and i and can can take breaks or step back every once in a while um and that's and you've shown me the how important that is and and that's i think that's something in our growth that we've learned you know to do that to do that
0: oh thank you brother um i want to hear about yours so so yeah for 2023 what's on your you know do you have certain personal goals or things that you envision accomplishing or what where's your uh, mindset at and heart set right now
1: I, i think for me it's 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 2022 is all about accepting my survivorship. Honestly, it was, um, but it's also seeing myself in the roles that I do, seeing myself as an advocate, um, seeing myself as a community leader and, and really taking on that role and, and not, yeah, I used to think I didn't feel worthy of it, but now I feel worthy of it. I feel like I've worked hard enough. This has been a lot of work you know, we've, oh, we've earned yeah. oh space God, we're people do not like, realize we've earned the space <laughs> that we were at, and 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 to feel good about that, and 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 to also have a vision for where it can go, and and seeing all the things. And I've, I have, I have, you know, you have your Joe file. You joke about your Joe file, and um, and there's definitely <laughs> more, more ideas for the Joe file that I um, I have in my head that um, I might see envisioning in the next couple of years, but um,
0: yeah, as far as more work absolutely. that I want to do. So the bulldog, it, he's always got ideas, man. It's, I'm it's always like, hey, be, Let's master know, what we're doing now. And, th- and they, then we'll get to those other you're, things.
1: You're really good about, um, yeah, you're very good about helping me to space things out and really think about it. Like, let's, let's think about this. Let's, let's figure out how we're going to do it first. How's how we're going to put it together. And, um, that's, you know, that's the, why we work
0: so great together. You know, Absolutely. The, it's the, like, you know,
1: you know, like the backpack program and, and, you know, we, we, we thought long and hard about that for a while, about how we wanted to put it together and, and the things we wanted in it and putting it, you know, making it happen. And
0: well, Yeah, I mean, my philosophy is anything man up to cancer does has to be sustainable and, and right. replicable, meaning... Right you know, I don't just want to start a program, throw something against the wall and then not be able to sustain it, have it yes. disappear in six months. Um, so whatever we do has to be very well thought out. We need to think about contingencies, like no other organization or company has to think, well, what if the three people running this, you know, get really sick or pass away? Like the, it, the, the attrition we face is, is a, that's a real thing, right? Like I have to plan, yeah. like if I, if I get sick or, or if I, yep. you know, I'm I'm not in full control of what happens with my health so we need to have um, it has to be a collaboration. We have to have multiple people involved in each program and we have to have a right. system, right? Like you, I tell you this right. all the time, right? Like for the chemo backpacks, what's our system like? And now we have it down pretty right. well. Like you're ordering the stuff. Yeah. You're, pa- you're yeah. full packing the packs and like um Yep. So so yeah, I'm, I'm, I I'm th- I feel like 23 like right now I'm working on securing sponsorships to fund the gathering of wolves the backpack program and operational costs like i i have hired you and don part-time um basically you know it's a stipend basis it's nothing huge but it's a it's a step right yeah it's a step that takes man up to cancer from a concept through you know starting out with the group and now taking it to being a functioning organization Right. Mm -hmm. A functioning entity with with people who are employed and doing jobs. Mm -hmm. And that's the dream for me is like so this year, number one, family, you know, and my own health, making sure I'm on top of all that. Yeah. As a stage four patient. Right. It's the stage four life. Like you can't take anything for granted. And Mm -hmm. then and then number two is getting operational funding so that man up to cancer can have uh, achieve its goals for this year with the two programs and the content. And and hopefully even making this my job at some point, like, you know, I've <laughs> been doing consulting over the past couple of years. I've yeah. I've been, you know, my wife, I got to give another shout out to Sarah. It's like she has been the financial breadwinner for the past several years and had our yeah. insurance. And I've done you know, I've been working. I've been working on this. I've been working my ass off on man up to cancer while going through treatment, while yes. going through surgeries. And I've tried to make some, you know, income you know through other ways and consulting but at this type of advocacy work these organizations unless you're out there and you're independently wealthy or you have some yeah. angel you know donors you need funding so exactly. i'm on a mission to show people the impact that man up to cancer makes and to get some funding in and hopefully you know carving out a job for myself as the founder nice. and ceo of the organization and i'm just saying that out loud because I think well, this conversation even has made me think about being worthy, right? It's like well, I put in the work. I've well, I've worked my butt off for three years. Maybe it's time right. to, to say like that. I that I have earned the right to do this.
1: Yeah, and I think you and I have just enjoyed our distinction as trophy husbands. I mean, luckily our wives. My wife, you know, <laughs> is you know, she she all through cancer, all this. You know, she's worked full time. Um, and uh, allowed me to go through treatment, but uh, but also even now, you know, as I rebuild my, my life. Because a lot of times as a cancer patient, after you're done with treatment, right. it's, you are rebuilding your life. And for me, it's I enjoy what I do in advocacy. I, I work my part-time job for you, and then I'm also a part-time onboarding specialist for Colontown.org, And that's something I, I really have, I love. I love connecting people. I love connecting patients to getting the support they need. Um, I, you know, I get the stories from these colorectal cancer patients and then I help them find their people at colon town. And that's a job that I'm truly blessed to be able to do. So really taking on this role and actually working in the industry as an advocate um, has really been a blessing for yes. me. it's really. Been and blessing. we can't
0: like a- advocacy is not free, right? Like right. advocacy has to be sustainable. It has to be funded. And right. I need to say one thing about why people often ask me like, how can you know, how can I give to the foundation? You're a, you're a nonprofit, right? And like they assume that. And yeah. I'm gonna tell you, there's lots of reasons why Man Up to Cancer is a purpose-driven company and support community, and that is because I saw year after year all of these nonprofits. Um, asking for money over and over again, like just putting out the call for money, fundraising, fundraising, fundraising. And oftentimes the families and the people who do a lot of, who who contribute a lot of the funds are the patients themselves. They're the families that are experiencing cancer. They're going through it and they're trying to scrape up like $20, $50 to support these organizations. And that always it always bothered me right. like it always left a bad taste in my mouth and i said when i started man up to cancer when i started built when we started putting the community together i said i never want the members of man up to cancer to feel like they need to support us financially right. we should have sponsorships and re- marketing relationships where we have an audience we have a platform and we should be and i, and I <laughs> believe we have value to offer and that's how we're going to get our funding that's why Right. So that is the answer. Why are we not a nonprofit? That's it. Down the road. Could we be maybe, um, right. you know, I only think in the short term, like, of course, I think ahead. But for 2023, we are a purpose driven company and um, and we're doing well that way. And we don't have to have our members um, support us.
1: Exactly. And I think I think what you've done over the last you know, three years is, is we've earned a certain amount of respect in the cancer community. I mean, people people are starting to learn who we are, what we do, while we do it, and obviously, the response from the sponsors is that they're loving it. I mean, that they love what you're doing, what you've created, yeah, definitely. and they're um and they're wanting to support us. So we'll just we'll just keep keep fucking going. We're gonna we roll like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna um, keep, uh, yeah, you know, exactly. You know, we're not gonna. Yeah. It's a model that's working, and why change? It's, it's a model working. that's working. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right, buddy. It it is, it, you know. I could talk to you forever. You know that we, could. we often we could do. Like Joe and I, te- we text that we text like every day, every day, and yeah. we talk a lot. So, um I need to put you on the hot seat, buddy. It's time for on the, the gauntlet seat. of random questions. This is yes. the this is the third time for you in the gauntlet. Third
1: time, yes. I think I believe it's the third time. Yes, yes.
0: I believe I'm it is. Gauntlet. All right, I, I, I have gauntlet. some. I've got some. These are um, these are old school questions. I need to. Um, I'm gonna have to develop some more questions for 2023. <laughs> but right now, I'm going back to the old ones. So, are you ready for this, brother?
1: I, I am ready. Let's go. Let's do it.
0: All right. Throw it at me. I'm gonna. We're gonna play. We're playing rock paper scissors first. Are you ready? All right. Not All right. Not. <laughs> okay. Ready? Ready. One, rock. Two, three one two Two, three three. shoot (laughs) oh man he beat me he's got got scissors i got paper all right joe wins that one all right if if joe bullock had to had to wear one halloween costume every day for the rest of your life who would you be oh my gosh um robin i mean i'm always
1: gonna be your robin to the batman so i would always be robin that's awesome i would always be robin yeah
0: i love it not the like the cool Robin, though. The cool Robin, not yeah. Like not the, the, the yeah, all right. Although,
1: although my favorite Batman has to be the 60s, nobody
0: Batman. wants to see you in tights. I
1: mean, I mean, the 60s oh, yeah. Batman was just so comical and funny, and there was just I enjoyed it as a kid, that was my favorite, but anyway, of all of them, of all of them, all
0: right. Well, speak, speaking of men in tights, uh, with, <laughs> with Joe Go- Ghost. <laughs> Would Joe go streaking naked across uh, an NFL game on the field for twenty thousand dollars for man up to cancer?
1: I don't know if I would do it for twenty. That seems kinda low. Uh, you know, <laughs> may, maybe maybe fifty. Name your, name your limit. Yeah. I think at least fifty. I have to go at least fifty to to, to, to go full right. on anyone, the if, full if Monty. Any... I don't think anybody wants to see that unless they have to. Um, I don't think well, I want jail time unless I have to. <laughs>
0: so. Oh, you'll be fine. It's just one night in the jail. You'll be good. Um, if any funders are out there and want to give us 50 K for Joe to streak, that's it's on the table. Exactly. Um, I'd
1: have to borrow uh, Chris Taylor's, uh, 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 um, speedo, but anyway, I don't know, Chris, buddy, we may need
0: you on this one. Um, all right, let's see here. Uh, are you a Mac or a PC guy?
1: I'm a PC guy. I am a PC guy. Definitely. Um, Microsoft all the way. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, all right. Microsoft all the all way. Right. Yeah. Um, if you could, I may have asked in this in the past, but if you could see one movie again for like, for the first time, like, like you, you imagine one of your favorite movies that you've, you haven't seen it and you're going to go to the theater and see it on the big screen for the first time. Is there a movie that you would want to see?
1: I I I kind of always want to go back to the Star Wars, the original Star Wars. Um because as a, a for my childhood, I remember that was like the first movie I asked my grandmother to go see. You know, because they didn't have a great relationship with my dad and you always know that, but I would go spend summers with my grandmother and she would always take me to the movies because I never got to go when I was home with my family. And so, and I would always—I remember asking her like all summer long, "Can we go see Star Wars? I want to go see Star Wars." So yeah, that would be that holds a special memory for me. It's the original Star Wars in the big screen. J,
0: uh, JJ, I JJ know Joe just made you happy. He did. He um, did. Um, all right, one last question. I'm going here. You and I experienced pineapple pizza. We had a short truce oh um, at the Gathering of yeah. Wolves where, where we partook. In some pineapple pizza, and then I, I threw my piece into the pond. But, um, <laughs> for 2023, have you changed your mind? What is your position on pineapple pizza now? Are, have you softened I, or are you still no, hardline?
1: I still can't get past It's just the cold, like, it's like almost putting like cold anchovies on a pizza. It's just the cold squishiness of it. <laughs> I just can't get past it. Like, like I will lay down my arms for my brothers. I will do that.
0: So it's a texture. It's 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 a a texture texture thing, thing,
1: but I will, I mean, if I, any brother out there wants to meet for pizza and if you order a pineapple on pizza and you want me to share a slice, I will, I will lay down my arms Oh man! and I will do that. This is growth. But, but only that's the only sacrifice I'm making. And, um, to, to be, you know, just out ordering it myself. No, I will not order it myself, but, if a brother wants to order it, I'll gladly because I almost said when I was with actually this past weekend, I was with Jason Randall, who loves pineapple pizza. He's like the pineapple king. And, and um, I told him, I said, if you order it, I'll eat a slice. But we never we never had a All chance right. to do it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So. But yeah. Hey, man, I think this is, you know, I see a lot of personal growth happening um, <laughs> and I'm in the same boat, you know, and Danny Riggs. I know you're listening <laughs> and I know you're going to be happy with that, that we're we're coming around. It's your pineapple pizza, Danny Riggs. And if you want to buy me a, a, a slice, I'm down. <laughs> exactly. Um, this has been fantastic. The second podcast of 2023. I had Kellen last week. Yes. Kellen Wellborn. Yes. This week, Joe Bullock, the yes. the legend. Next week, I, I expect to have uh, Don Helgeson from Vancouver Island, uh, British Columbia, and John Bradley and Brandon Martin from the Colorado chapter. Man up to cancer, Colorado chapter. To talk about the development of these local chapters, and but Joe, it's been a it's been a pleasure, man. I was
1: going to say, um, Brandon Martin. He he came out of nowhere. I remember um, we had just shut down because we had to shut down GOW I and mean, we had to shut down the registration for GOW like in the early part of right. June, just so Michael really would know how many chicken wings he need to buy and so, <laughs> for the event. But and I re- beers and I remember Brandon and <laughs> just talking about Brandon for a minute. I know he he joined like mid June or something, and I remember him just. DMing me one day, Hey, can we talk for a minute? And what's this GOW thing? And is there any way I can get involved? I know you've closed out registration. I'm willing to buy a plane ticket tomorrow. And I'm like, I I got you. I think we can figure something out, you know? And so, and just having him join and then, oh man, you know, and then he read the poem when we did the the night of remembrance and him reading that poem, like, I, I think it was just so meant to be. And so, so I'm, yeah. And his, his desire to, to, to grow, his growth has been incredible and I'm so glad you guys are going to talk next week.
0: And that's, you know, people who want to step up and want a role who who want to be people who want to participate in the man up to cancer movement, bring it on. Right. So right. Brandon, we are thankful for you. So that Colorado crew, so Brandon, uh, Michael Simon, John Bradley, Jesse Dillon, jesse um, dylan wes yeah. hensel uh who am i fr- uh, there's uh there's uh, sorry i'm not i'm not i'm sorry that i'm not naming them all but um but they're yeah they're growing they've a, got great, a great, great, group, great, group great crew. great crew there it's made, yeah.
1: mm-hmm, exactly, exactly
0: exactly all right joe i love you man thanks for everything that you love do you too, and th- thanks for our friendship
1: i uh, love you too brother um it's it's you're you're a blessing in my life and that's that's i'm just gonna leave it at that
0: <laughs> all right man kfg you're a in my life so
1: KFG, buddy. That's right.
0: Thanks for listening to the Man Up to Cancer podcast. If you want to get behind our mission, you can connect with us, subscribe to our email list, and check out our other content at manuptocancer.com. And if you know a man struggling with the isolation that cancer can bring, let him know about us. The Wolfpack Doors are always open.